Heart-Centered Living, Part 2. Hello, 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 and welcome back to yet another episode of the Live Fully Die Happy podcast. This is Helen Keenan from The Vibrant Professional, speaker, coach, and performer, and I am delighted to be joined today by Brianna Schumann, who is not only a dear friend and colleague of mine, but Brianna is a storytelling expert and content coach. Brianna helps heart-centered entrepreneurs to attract their soulmate clients and sell their programs with ease using their heart-wired story. And I just know that you're absolutely going to love the content Brianna brings today, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. As long as you're human and have a heart, there's no way you're not going to connect with this today. So less of my yapping on and let's cut to the convo. I cannot wait to dive in to um, more content about what heart-centered living really is and to hear Brianna's story. So without any further ado, Brianna, welcome. Hi. I suppose, Bri, why don't you kick off by telling us a little bit about your story, specifically how you came to, uh, how you came to actually use the term heart-centered and the term heart-wired for yourself and your business. I'm really interested to learn what actually, what path like led you there? Do you know, it's a really good question because it doesn't matter what I've been doing throughout life. So I've, at the moment I work on messaging and helping people to tell their stories. But before that, I was working in women's fitness and well-being, And I've been customer focused literally forever every single job I've done has has been around sort of interaction with other people and at the core of everything has always been this idea of connection like I think a lot of us when we're looking for that career that really sparks like our insides and really gives us that inspiration we kind of look to fix the problems it is that we've gone through and connection is something that I struggled with throughout my life in terms of friendships, relationships, all of of the above. And I had an epiphany not long ago that 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 was that was the case that underneath everything, underneath everything that I've like striven, striven, that's not a word, strived for. (laughs) Yes, strived for. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm so good with the words, honestly. You wouldn't believe that I've got a a master's in this stuff, would you? But um, it, it, it's always been that that feeling of connection, of that heart centeredness, that wholeheartedness, you know. Um, and it was an epiphany I had not very long ago because I was already working with brand stories, which is very overdone. Like if you're into marketing, you've heard the term brand story. Like it, it's 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 there. It's a thing. But what I wanted to focus on more clearly was what our stories are there for. Like, what's underneath them? What do they do? What do they enable us to do? And that's always connect. So when I think of the term heart-wired, it's that as a species, we are wired for connection. And we connect the best when we are wholehearted, when we literally open ourselves up, open our hearts up to other people. So that's where the terms come from. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I, I love how you pointed out that we are wired for connection. 
And I suppose a lot of what I talk about in the Live Fully Die Happy podcast is that putting our own passions first, putting our health first is super important because when we when we're really speaking to our own needs and our, you know, whether it's health, whether it's passion, desire, whatever, when we have a greater sense of happiness, we show up in a really uh, authentic way, in a really positive way. And of course, that is going to help with connection because when we show up satisfied, happy, um, and in a, in a, I suppose, the highest possible version of ourselves, everything else will elevate with it, with that energy, including our relationships mm-hmm. or connections with others. Um, so I absolutely love that. Um, and I suppose for for the listeners of the Live Fully Die Happy podcast, perhaps we have a mixture of entrepreneurs, but 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 you know, general public tuning in. So for you, Brie, what I, I'd love for you to share is what you really um view heart-centered living as. Um, so perhaps just a person who is heart centered or just the whole concept of what heart centered living is. What does that look like for you? I think it looks differently for everybody, but for me, there are two sort of main core aspects to, to being heart centered and living a heart centered life. One of those is earnestness. Like it is showing up fully it is you know be, being strong enough to be vulnerable with other people and embrace all of your weirdness and your quirks and your individuality and to really show up as that person so that you can make real connection with other people you can make real connection with yourself as well because when we hide those parts of ourselves there there is a disconnect So it's not just about connecting with other people. It's also about connecting with ourselves and finding that element of fulfillment in being who we are, regardless of how it may be received and just really stepping into ourselves fully. And then the other aspect of heart-centered living is intention. Sure. Like it is so easy to get swept along through life you know, according to other people's expectations, trying to keep other people happy, trying to put other people's needs before our own. And unless we are really intentional about honouring, like, what our needs are, what our hopes are, our desires, what makes us happy, what gives us joy, what refuels us when we're depleted of energy, serving all of these other people and pouring into all of these other people that we love, if we're not really intentional about our own hearts, about our own desires, then we eventually you just get to a point where you crumble. And I think a lot of people get to their sort of, get about to their 30s and there's this awakening, this, this movement that seems to happen with people in their 30s that have finally realised that actually I'm deserving of my time and energy and focus and intention, you know? So it's intention and earnestness just uh, an embracing of who we are absolutely and you know in the in part one of heart-centered living um the preceding episode to this episode this conversation we're having today i um i lay out my own opinions on what three key pillars of heart-centered living are um and that's in prioritizing passion emotion and undeniable desire 
And I think mm. from what you're talking about there, um, putting our own needs first. Um, yes, we'll we'll have health needs, we'll have the kind of needs that are more um related to just, you know, functioning, but we also have needs that are related to our own fulfillment. And for me, that's really where passion, emotion, undeniable desire come in. Um, because really if we're not um honoring those, if we're not chasing our passions, if we're not really allowing ourselves to truly feel our emotions and allowing allowing them to inform our choices and what it is we choose to pursue in life um, and, and if we're not willing to entertain and take seriously our deepest desires we're really ignoring a key part of ourselves and in fact um, it's really nearly like a soul science right like and if we're leaving behind really our bits of our soul we're, we're moving forward in life like you're saying like maybe putting other people's needs first or or living in a way where we're actually nearly more concerned about you know the expectations of others and meeting other people's expectations and while we have also expectations of ourselves maybe and I know for myself anyway I can speak um to really struggling with that because we can have super high ex expectations of ourselves and it can be really difficult if we don't meet them but I really feel like in terms of heart-centered living it is really going after what it is that you love um no matter what mm. no matter what the expectations are of others no matter what the uh, opinions are of others and going after it in a tenacious way and an unapologetic way so like that's exactly the word listening to you um you know as you spoke a second ago really being intentional but also being unapologetic about the choices you make um mm -hmm. because if we don't go after what it is that we want in an unapologetic way we're really just trying our best to fool ourselves into you know believing that we can it, it's yeah. like um we're we're still uncertain and we're not sold on the fact that we can actually go for it and while fake it till you make it might be important at the start i think it's really important to be totally sold on what you're you know on on that belief that you can have these things that you can and that you deserve to be happy that you deserve mm -hmm. to engage with your passions you deserve to entertain and even pursue those deepest desires whether that's something related to career um adventures experiences romance whatever it might be because oh, yeah. essentially if we're if we're not engaging with those like what are we doing do you know what i mean um mm -hmm. so i guess i wonder i'd love to know how has heart-centered living um how has it like benefited you personally and professionally and and you know you you mentioned it might be a grueling workout you know part of your heart-centered living um, and there's various different elements of it. But how does heart-centered living show up for you and how has it helped you? Do you know, speaking to what you've just said as well, like if we're not going after things tenaciously, then what are we doing? But for me, it's been a process. Like I don't think you can go from societal expectation, this is what I'm supposed to do, this is the life I'm supposed to lead, you know, go get a job, 2.4 kids, all of that <laughs> stuff. You can't go from that 
mindset and that upbringing and that conditioning straight to I'm tenacious like absolutely it's a massive journey it doesn't happen so there there really has been a journey there really has been a process for me the first thing that that really was a pivotal change was looking after my body I was not brought up in a health conscious family I know what I knew nothing about nutrition working out the benefits the mental benefits because we don't get taught that growing up either you know all I really had was uh, was PE lessons that I would sky at any given opportunity <laughs> so after I had my son and I did put on quite a bit of weight and I had a quite a traumatic birth and it took a long time for me to heal um, and I dealt with that through comfort eating you know there's, mm. there's no shame that's where I was and naturally I thought well in order to feel better I must lose some weight in doing that I discovered the mental benefits of regular exercise and getting up early and prioritizing myself and really pouring into myself in a way that I never had done before so that was my first foray into really being intentional about looking after me and it it wasn't it very quickly transformed from being about my weight and looking good at to feeling amazing within myself and feeling accomplished and like I'd done something with my day and then I sort of tiptoed very very reluctantly into the world of personal development um, as I grew my first business off of the back of that off of the back of fitness and side coaching um And that really opened my eyes to a lot of ways that I was not living with intention, that I was settling for what was given, what came into my life. I wasn't intentional about chasing anything. I'd already, I'd always had goals. Like I'd gone to uni, you know, I was a single parent doing my degree and everything. So it's not like I never worked for anything. I worked very hard, but in a way that I was taught that I should. Mm. And as I sort of, like I say, tiptoed through personal development and really immersed myself in all of this literature and all of these new ways of thinking and new perspectives about really looking after ourselves and and growing as as people, like, it, it just, it became so much more than that. It's really interesting to look back in retrospect and just, think about how reluctant I was to go on this journey and how you can't unlearn what you learn yeah um but yeah intentional living and and actually bringing focus to help to the life that I wanted to create Mm. the business I wanted to create the relationship with my kids that I wanted to create the you know the passionate relationship that I wanted for myself with somebody else like it's you know every aspect of life requires intention requires attention in order for it to really fully thrive and be something beautiful you know your whole concept of live fully die happy this whole podcast like it's what every human being in the world should be doing Mm. but what we never get taught and it's such a shame and I'm so thankful to have had the journey that I've had and to create this sort of intentional life where I now get to honor that feeling of fulfillment in a way that we just we, we just don't get taught. No, we don't. I guess, you know, we are. We're sent all these messages from society, from advertisements, you know. Um, and I guess I, I referenced it in one of my recent episodes. Like, it, like 
a perfect example is the 30s checklist you know the marriage mm. the kids the the house and all that now you may or may not subscribe to that want um i know i'm one of the more non-traditional people really um who aren't quite chasing all three of those uh, goals and of course there's nothing wrong with those goals but it's very much ingrained in traditional society and expectations of people and I think mm-hmm. those societal expectations if we don't meet them whether we feel like we want those goals or not it can really be a shame inducing thing if we don't meet those expectations even mm-hmm. if we like for myself for example I, I'm choosing not to have children and I am 100% confident in that decision. Yet, you know, society tells you otherwise. And, you know, people are always saying, oh, you know, you've been in this relationship for X amount of time. When are the kids coming, you know? And it's the expectation of people. And that's just one example, of course, um, related, m- more related to women, obviously. Um, but, like, we have those expectations so deeply ingrained in our society. Um that to break the mold can seem scary or um even if we're again like myself confident with the decision at some point down the road those expectations come back to headbutt you (laughs) along the way you know Mm -hmm. they really they can confront you um you know whether that's through somebody saying something else whether you see a post on social media whether it's how you relate to the ident your identity in this case as a woman or whatever and your role in society but it's really, really interesting, like, for me, heart-centered living um, and really honouring what it is I want from my life, you know, that's okay, kids are not in that picture. Everybody's picture, everybody's vision is going to be different. And, you know, to circle back to what you were saying, um, I really think it's important to bring home the importance of intentional living here and how actually heart-centered living and intentional living go hand in hand um Mm. you know I spoke about heart-centered living um for me uh once again really being about those three key pillars of passion emotion and undeniable desire but you know having those visions knowing what those things are yes that's important but knowing it isn't enough right We've, we've got to take action And I feel like it's in knowing plus action equals intention. And if we can become really aware of that, we can really take responsibility to take action on those things, on those passions, on those emotions, on those desires. I think we really stand a better chance of feeling fulfilled long term. Mm -hmm. If we can manage to adopt that as a lifestyle, Um, you know, People, people hear the word lifestyle all the time and they probably think of, you know, how it is you spend your time, you know, um, exercise or, you know, what car you might drive, what house you might live in. And yes, they're all part of your lifestyle and how you live, but actually maintaining the integrity of um, honoring your own desires, passions and emotion. It can be tricky. It really can be, but I think it really is key if we are to live a fulfilled life and i think it's something that we as you say we, we must grow into it right it's a journey where like you say it's you're not going to go from you know all these societal expectations to just being able to do it all of a sudden you know and follow your dreams like it's definitely a process and of course we've got so much to unlearn as well right mm-hmm. we've got like 
you know, beliefs and mindset um, beliefs that are, you know, passed down from our parents and, you know, generational trauma experiences that, you know, teaches us money doesn't grow on trees or, or you can't do that. There's no money in that, like whether it's sport or arts or whatever. And all of these mm. beliefs trickle down into who we are, whether we like it or not. And trying to unlearn those things can be really tricky. But I think when we can begin to actually recognize that, oh, hang on, where did I get this belief in the first place? Why do I actually believe that? I think that's one of the key things, you know, we miss out on. And I wish it was taught uh, in schools and stuff, because really we don't question the societal expectations enough. We don't question our own beliefs maybe enough. We can get caught up going down a rabbit hole thinking, oh, well, I can't do this because X, Y and Z. But who told you that? Where's the evidence? Mm -hmm. And do you actually believe it or is it just somebody else's belief? Maybe your mom or dad's or, or, or grandparents or friends or, you know, a horrible boss you had in the past that said something and now you've, you've adopted their belief as your own. Um, I think it's really important that we're aware of all of those things because that so strongly informs whether or not we actually take action or whether we can actually listen and honour the passion, the emotion. I'd love to speak to that if I can. Absolutely. The, when you say awareness, like that is such a key thing because I think so many of us have been so conditioned over the years that we really don't know what it is that we love. Mm. It's like, you know, you ask somebody, oh, what do you do for fun? And they give you yeah. that expression of, well, <laughs> what is that? Like, I, I work and I look after my kids and I clean my house. And I, yeah. Right. What do you do for fun? Like, so few of us actually make time, obviously, like you were saying, mm. take the action in doing the things that we love. But so many of us forget what we love in the first place. And that's a travesty. It like, is that a is a tragedy. Like, it's just the fun is, is nearly bet out of us, you know, as, you, as we mm. embark on adulthood. It just truly is, you know. Um, you get this don't be silly line don't be silly yeah. from your parents when you're younger and then as we grow older like we forget to to be silly and yeah. to have fun and to play absolutely you know? I was literally just going to say that when like when you when you see a child and they're playing so freely they're engaging their creativity their imagination and they're just going for it and so mm. like so often like well more often than not really let's face it adults just can't be as free and that's mm. the beauty of of childhood like of of a seeing things through a child's eyes because play for the most part will always be there um mm. like absolutely um is there anything else coming up for you on, on on that point i think as you talk about children and their ability to play and their ability to tap into their imagination and their creativity and just their all-round curiousness mm. and joy like I think as we grow older as we become young people and adults and we start to feel the pressures of conforming to societal norms and all of that stuff like we it's like we we believe as children that when we become adults we're going to be freer that we're mm. going to have all <laughs> of the power to do what we want when we want and it's totally the other way around and I just find that so fascinating and I do feel like there's like I said before, this 
this movement, this kind of awakening that happens when you get older and you start to really put things into perspective and decide what's important to you. And like for myself personally, like the theme of, of wildness is really prominent, especially in the last few months or so, being really in tune with who I am at a, at a very basic, fundamental, wild level. Mm. Because above everything, like I'm a woman, and that is something that I'm navigating right now and, and really sort of leaning into that part of my identity and being able to express myself as a woman because, as we all know, that's not an easy thing to do as you're growing. But to also play and be out in nature and to just really run uh, run wild with whatever it is that I'm feeling or, or thinking or wanting to do. You know, really practicing being free is a radical thing when you're an adult. When you really just give yourself full permission to be whatever the hell you want and to feel whatever the hell you want and do whatever the hell you want, you'll be surprised at how much playfulness that brings to you, Absolutely. how much joy that brings to you. I went down to Devon a little while ago. And in the evening, I took a, a wander over Woolacombe. It's this beautiful beach. It's three miles long. It's just, it's stunning. I spent a lot of my childhood there. And in the evening, while there was no one around, not during the summer holidays, it's, it's packed right now. But it was raining. It was thundery. It was dramatic. It was romantic. It was electric. And I allowed myself to paddle. And I had my leggings on. I ended up going up up to my waist because I just thought fuck it I'm in like I, I, it felt so good to just do what I wanted to do not caring who was wandering down the beach after me thinking oh who's this crazy woman like to just be wild and free and just do it is so liberating so liberating oh man I love that story that's so that's so beautiful because yeah it's like so many of us can struggle with you know being spontaneous living in the moment and just allowing yourself to to do those things and I think like you said something there that um that really struck a chord with me and it, it's something I I speak about a lot um over the the episodes that I've produced so far and that is about giving ourselves permission mm. And it can be really hard because like we've just discussed, all of those societal norms, expectations, mindset, everything from perspectives handed down from us from family, adopted from society, you know, always being told to fit into a box. It can be very difficult to give ourselves permission in order to do those things. But actually, I feel like it's in the giving yourself permission. Mm. I think awareness comes first and permission mm. comes second. And once we can be aware of what our passions emotions deep desires are we then need to give ourselves permission to pursue them in whatever way we feel that in whatever capacity we feel that we can and then we can begin mm -hmm. to take action obviously it's not a quick three-step process that's a journey there are three <laughs> three milestones in what will probably be quite a journey for every individual because it is all of that mm -hmm. unlearning trying to give yourself permission just mm. that step is a process and it's uncomfortable oh yeah you know? yes. the, first, the first time you give yourself permission as we say it we make it sound so simple but like 
the discomfort of doing something that, you know, somebody might be looking at you a bit funny, somebody might be judging, like, it doesn't come easy. It's not an easy process, but it's so worth it. Yeah, and I think what comes off the back of that, actually, to give yourself permission, I think, is is an act of courageousness. Mm. Because you're acting with faith, um, despite maybe fear, despite uncertainty. But in mm. taking that leap of faith in in yourself, really, right? I'm giving myself permission because I can and it's okay. You know, mm. that's just such a huge step. But I, yeah, I, I feel like it's just so important that we do that. Of course, it, it may not be easy, but it's just a vital step in this whole process, um, mm. in, in this whole, um, you know, journey to, to leading a heart-centered life essentially um so I guess Brie what I'd love to know um you know obviously you're an entrepreneur and you know you help heart-centered entrepreneurs to attract their soulmate clients and sell their programs and obviously not only do you work with heart-centered entrepreneurs but you're using their heart-wired story now those two concepts are super cool because um well, A, I'd love to I'd love to hear your little brief profile of what a heart-centered person or a heart-centered entrepreneur looks like. And I'd also love to, I suppose, uh hear what a heart-wired story is um to you, um, and, and how it relates to this whole concept of heart-centered living. Mm. So a heart heart-wired entrepreneur, heart-centered entrepreneur is to me somebody who wants to serve, somebody who has a message or a skill or service, someone who wants to help other people. Mm -hmm. I'm not really particularly interested in working with business coaches who want to make more money and help business coaches. Mm -hmm. That's not quite enough for me. But if they're a, a business coach that wants to help people change the world in some way that's that's the difference for me is having I attract people with a big mission Mm. with a big heart-centered heart-focused giving mission and I love that you know I've worked with all kinds of different businesses but it all stems down to that wanting to help others yeah, and I think that's really what we're put on the planet to do is to enrich the lives of other people. Like this whole aspect of connection being so important to me. You know, the reason that I attract those people is because I share my heart wired story, mm-hmm. and then I teach people how to to tell theirs. So the heart wired story is effectively the powerful moments of your life that have shaped the person that you are the business that you run and the service that you provide, the the why behind it. We all know that our why is important. The reason behind what we do is important. Mm. We need to know what that reason is. But so few people actually tell you to share that why with Mm. other people. And it's one of the most powerful things that you can do if you're trying to serve others, if you're trying to grow a business that is in service to other people is to be really honest about what motivates you, about what events happen to you 
what events did you go through? What happened in your life that has made you have this need, this desire to help other people? So for me, you know, like I said to you before, I've, I've always struggled with this concept of connection or I've always found it quite difficult to make friends and to really find the people that connected with me until I started sharing about it. Mm. Um, my, um, I mean, that all stems from the fact that my mother and I don't have a relationship. Um, it was quite a, a toxic relationship when it did exist. And my reasoning was, you know, if the one person on this whole planet that was supposed to love me unconditionally didn't and doesn't, what does that say about me? And I went through the world as a young person reasoning to myself that there must be something inherently unlovable about me. And it is the line I repeated over and over to myself for years until I really did the work to unpick that. And sometimes it still creeps up. Like, I'm not immune to that feeling. You know, it, it's something that I consciously have to, to bear in mind whenever I'm having my insecure moments. But through working around that and working with that, accepting that I had the work to do and really opening myself up to connection with other people, telling my stories and being vulnerable about my truths, about my beliefs, my values, like the things that I find important, my passions, my interests, like all of that stuff that makes me me. Like it, it's what enables me to connect with other people. So your heart-wide story is really those powerful moments that have really shaped you and connect you to others. It's quite polarizing in that it will repel certain people that don't relate to your experiences, but it will attract the soul people, like the people who get you on a really fundamental, fundamental, oh my goodness, words, <laughs> fundamental soul. I get very emotional about it. I'm sorry. Um, it attracts the people who just get you, who really relate, who really resonate with your story. And it affords them the permission to really step into theirs. You know, when we share our heart-wired story, when we are open and vulnerable and brave and honest, it affords other people the permission to do the same. And it's so powerful. Absolutely. You know, like, I really, truly believe that storytelling is the most effective way of, it, of appealing to your audience, of creating that like-no-trust process of really attracting the people who are supposed to work with you who want to work with you they aren't they aren't difficult to sell to because they see you witness you understand you and trust you as a human being that you're going to be able to guide them through whatever it is that you're helping them with yeah and I mean what's really clear from the start of that answer through to the finish is the passion that's behind it so you're describing who, you know, a heart-centered entrepreneur might be, the people that you're working with. And when you're saying, you know, that they're people that have a really big mission, if you've got a really big mission and vision, you've got to have passion. So it's clear to me mm -hmm. that that seems to be a huge overlap in what we're talking about, that there's an element of passion there, um, emotion and desire. It seems to all come out in what you're speaking about as well. And I love what you're saying about the heart-wired story. I can imagine how powerful that is 
actually in personal life, not only in business life. Obviously, we're we're speaking to Brie here, who is um you know who works with other entrepreneurs, and she's an entrepreneur herself. But of course, I think sharing sharing powerful stories is important personally as well. Like we see it everywhere, right? Like we 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 hear of celebrities and even local you know sports people. You know they they come out and they they share their stories, but actually you know, sharing your stories is not, you know, reserved for the, you know, the celebrities, you know, the well-known mm-hmm. sports people. You don't have to have a massive platform or, you know, ha- be a certain person to share your story to make a difference. You can just be mm-hmm. you. And I guess that's in honoring your journey. I think that's actually probably a key a key element in that whole um, conversation we're talking about giving yourself permission because if you can own your journey mm. and your your heart wired story surely that's going to give you the healing the courage and some sort of you know zest for going after what it is you love because if you're owning your journey and you you're you know where you want to go and you're inspiring people mm-hmm. along the way I mean, that's a no-brainer. That's just, you know, it definitely seems like a fantastic recipe to, um, again, what we're all about here, you know, live with more happiness and less regret. Share your story. Mm-hmm. Because whether it it has ups, downs, twists, turns, painful moments, really raw moments, they all matter and they have all made us who we are. And you can, if you can touch just one other person, you're making a difference whether you know it or not. Yeah, 100%. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I, I speak a lot in a business tense because it's what I do. But when it comes to connecting with other people, and that's really what we want at the end of the day, when it, what, it, what it all boils down to, like we as a species want to be loved and accepted for who we are. And how can people do that if we're not honest about who we are? Absolutely. Brie, I mean, for me, that is that is the perfect place to uh, bring this conversation to a close. I, I love what you've just said there. There's, there's so much truth to that. Um, so, so, so much truth to that. And Brie, I suppose finally I just wanted to close up that if anybody is interested in what it is that you do or who's touched by your story and your um your own I suppose heartwired philosophy how can they reach you where, where can we find you on social media where are you who are you in the world of all the social media apps the best place to find me is on Facebook I run a group called the heartwired community um, and it's for anyone who is looking to grow and but be in a community where they can be connected and accepted as they do that because I mean personal growth and personal development it can be a really lonely thing to go through when you don't have people around you that understand it and it's such a common thing so I wanted to create this place this community where people could just go and feel accepted Mm. for who they are beautiful well I am I'm delighted to be able to um share this with our listeners and I can I can definitely vouch for Brie being a, an absolutely phenomenal coach so Brie thank you so much for taking the time of your day to come on the Live Fully Die Happy podcast um it has been absolutely amazing so thank you so so much and we'll catch you later 
and that brings this episode to a close. It's been such an honor having Brie Schumann on today to share her expertise on this matter. I really hope you've enjoyed the content, learning all about what it means to live a heart-centered life and what it looks like to be a heart-centered human being, essentially. As ever, if you've been loving the content, please do subscribe and leave a review if you're feeling friendly. Until next time, amp up your happiness with The Vibrant Professional.